Welcome to Fun Orchotopers. This is episode 166, January 5th, 2020, 2020, 2020, with your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. We're going to try something different today. We're going to try our first segment of Axe Grinder. What we're going to do is someone's been bothering me about legal cannabis for a while, the rec market, always complaining about the strain names. What's going on with these strain names? Is there a classic skunk anymore? Do we have Northern Lights? Or is it Fruity Tutti Haze? Lemon Meringue? Cherry on top? Fruit Swirl? I don't know. They just keep coming and coming and coming. I think I kind of agree with them. But do you have a right to market the way you want? Seems like that's what it really is. Let's bring on Ramblin' Ranger. Longtime friend. He came on in episode 50. We talked about growing up Pennsylvania through being illegal, coming up in different states after legalization. What a good ride that one was, episode 50, if you want to go check that out. Thank you to sponsors, Alaskan Blooms, Aurora Apothecary, Chena Cannabis, Green Dreams Cultivation, Prison Farms. Here's Token. Let's try something new tonight. Come on down to Alaskan Blooms for the finest cannabis in Alaska. Check out our awesome deals coming up this week. Munchie Monday is back to start your week off right. Make sure you don't miss this one though because all of our edibles are 25% off. We've got chewy and hard candies from Creative Confections, Fire Eater products including soda and hard candy, soda and coffee from Petrichor, and some amazing chocolates from Northern Infusions. Something for just about any Munchie connoisseur. Turpy Tuesday is also back with a bang. We're offering $5 off on all concentrates. That's right, products from Refine Alaska, Fireweed extracts, Red Run, and Midnight Sun in a variety of types, including Crumble, Loud Resin, and Cartridges, all for $5 off. This Wild Wednesday, we'll be extending our concentrate love for fans of Extracted Labs. All Extracted Labs products will be 10% off. Be sure to try out our newest edition made from one of our top strains, Grease Monkey. This stuff is sure to be fire and will fly off the shelves, so make sure you get it quick. This Thirsty Thursday, we're going to continue the amazing savings on Red Run Hash Aids. Come in and grab yourself a six-pack. Why not make it 12? Either way, we're selling six-packs for $90 again. That's like getting one and a half for free. And of course, Fire Eater Friday is back again. Come in on Friday and we'll knock 25% off of any Fire Eater product. We just put in an order to get restocked, so make sure you get that sweet tooth taken care of. And as always, Saturday is Shatter Day, and we're offering a 25% discount on all of our Shatter. We've still got baller slabs made from our own strains that you've just got to get your hands on. And of course, don't forget CBD Sunday when you can come down and save 10% on your purchase of any CBD product. Double it up with two CBD products to save 20% or maximize your savings by purchasing three or more CBD products for 30% off. We've got edibles, oils, patches, rubs, and lip balms. We even have oils and dog treats for your four-legged pals at home. Thanks for making our new year amazing at Alaska Blooms. We can't stop, won't stop giving you great deals and the best service on the highest quality cannabis. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 Villa Street, Fairbanks, alaskanblooms.com. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.
activate and then um, smoke at the same time get this on so thank you for joining me on this edition of axe grinders i love it thanks for having me this has been kind of you know our idea has developed over the um not what a couple years not a couple years maybe it's been a couple years now just kind of complaining about legal weed right and it's just been just the little things that get on our nerves about what's going on in legal weed so much to complain about with legal weed oh shit what well there is a lot to complain about but then we also do forget so easily don't we that we're we living in legal weed we're just talking to gans tonight our friend on the east coast living in pennsylvania and he's talking about the problems they're having in pennsylvania and it just seems i don't know if when i was talking about the problems we were having in alaska you were just like oh shut the fuck up i heard it a million times being in washington or if you were paying that close attention to it or what was going on well two states weren't that far apart no not really yeah not really so there's some overlap on the things that were going on here and vice versa there it does seem like we we've been kind of riding it together a little bit even though you guys you and colorado were ahead of alaska yeah i don't know we seem like light years ahead of what's going on in pennsylvania or illinois just went legal last week or some shit hey i got a question for you yeah what strain are you smoking tonight huh i am smoking never summer kush because I like to go gather weird strain names. It's become a collection fascination of mine. There's a certain dispenser here in town that their labels come off their packages really easy and cheap herb, always something different. You walk in there and there's never a strain that it seems to be the same. So they're always having new strains, and I think it's funny, and that might have been where our conversation kind of started from, me making a sticker album out of all the ones I get, and there's some strange names on there. What are you smoking tonight? I'm smoking a strain called Vader's Vintage. Is it a like lineage strain, like you can get back all the genetics and all that kind of shit? Um, I mean, they tell you what, like, two it came from previous, but I don't know much lineage beyond that. Right, yeah, I'm probably using the wrong words, too. Lineage may be more humans. I'm probably using the wrong word. Yeah. I think they play fast and loose with the strain names nowadays. That's my axe to grind. Yeah, let's get to the fucking point, right? That is what it is. Your axe to grind is... Say it. Just too many strains. Just not too many strains. I mean, there's... I have not a lot of faith that I'm really getting what I say, what they say I'm getting, and that you can just make up a strain name. You can find some seeds under the seat of your car and... Alaska Cheesecake Factory Kush. 
who's to say otherwise? It is. That's what it, that that is what's happening, isn't it? I mean, that's what happened when I grew. I mean, I had a bunch of seeds. I threw them out there. They they looked all janky. Star Wars was happening. I called it Janko Fett. That seems that that's what it is. It's marketing, right? Or is it just people don't know? Just doing well, it. I mean, are there you're in the industry? Are there standards around breeding and, and only the cultivators just take two two plants, put them no. together, and you have a well, strain? I, mean, I think that know, some people do that. I know that's what upsets me. That gets what gets my axe grinding. you fix that is you have to know the cultivator you have to know and trust the cultivator are there certain ones that you go well no you smoke your own mostly right so you know what you're getting you're going back every time you smoke it over a long period of time six months to a well, year even if right? you trusted the cultivator like how would how is cultivator know that they're getting real real genetics you know has anyone like sort of some DNA test on it? How do you know? That that's what it is. It gets back to the testing. I was reading some things today and watching some videos prepping for this, and they were saying uh, just dividing it between indica and sativa, and there's they were grabbing samples from dispensaries, and thirty percent of them were like completely wrong. Sean Miles studies plant genetics, fruit actually, at Dalhousie University in Kentville, Nova Scotia. And so if you, if you, if you look at a, a, a correlation between the two... If cannabis is going to be a major crop like apples, he says, people need to know what they're getting, and they're not. Miles's team took a deep dive into what's in a strain name and turns out not a lot. We looked at 81 different marijuana strains, things like Alaskan ice, Hawaiian snow, Bubba Kush. So what's the differences between all those strains? It's often the case that these names that they've associated with these marijuana strains do not represent any sort of meaningful genetic identity. Every time you get Bubba Kush, it should taste and smell like Bubba Kush. It should behave like Bubba Kush. What we found is that that's not actually the case in marijuana. While it is the case in grapes and apples, you can't say the same for marijuana. Beginner's Guide to Marijuana Strains, Healthline. Cannabis use is on the rise in the United States. A 2018 study notes that while cannabis use among teens has decreased, American adults are increasingly using cannabis on the daily. According to Forbes, the global cannabis community is estimated to be worth $7.7 billion. It's projected to hit $31.4 billion by 2021. The industry is booming in part because cannabis can be a versatile form of medication. A number of research studies have found that cannabis has the potential to help with a variety of medical conditions including anxiety, chronic pain, and epilepsy. But as any recreational or medical marijuana user can tell you, not all cannabis is created equal. Different strains of cannabis produce different effects and thus can be used for different reasons. What is a marijuana strain? 
If you read a little about marijuana or if you enter most dispensaries, you might see the words indica, sativa, and hybrid. Generally, most people divide marijuana into these three categories. Indica, which originates from the Hindu Kush mountains of India, is believed to have a relaxing effect on the user. Sativa has a more energizing effect, while hybrid is a combination of the two. Many industry experts, however, are reconsidering the indica, sativa, and hybrid categories. According to Amos Elberg, head of data science at Confident Cannabis, these terms are more or less meaningless. We see samples of all cannabis products tested through our partner labs, and when we look at all the data, particularly of the chemical makeup of flour, we see no identifiable characteristics that are consistent with indica, sativa, or hybrid, he explains. Essentially, people are using these terms as catch-alls for effect, but they're not all consistent with those effects. Some indica makes people wired, not couch-locked, for instance. In other words, people shouldn't be alarmed if a reportedly energizing sativa strain has more of a mellowing effect, or if an indica strain makes them feel more bubbly and excitable. Beyond indica, sativa, and hybrid, dispensaries might divide the types of cannabis they have into strains. Strains are essentially different breeds of cannabis, and they're bred to have specific effects on the user. But if the terms indica, sativa, and hybrid are essentially useless categorizations, are strain names also meaningless? Not exactly, says Albert. Not all seeds that are sold under the same name are genetically identical or even necessarily related. Some producers may choose to create a strain name essentially as a branding exercise or to identify their product with an existing name because they believe the product matches characteristics the market expects from products sold under that name, Albert explains. There are, however, still consistencies among products sold under specific strain names. In general, for the less common names, products sold by different vendors tends to be pretty consistent. For the most common strain names, however, a wider variety of different products are sold. If you purchase product from a quality source, the strain should be more or less consistent. Bear in mind, however, that every person reacts differently to cannabis. How to choose a strain? The strain you choose depends on what effect you desire. As mentioned earlier, cannabis has a range of medical uses, but some strains are better for certain conditions than other. It is also worth researching the potential adverse effects of the strain. Many of the more common strains which find dry mouths, dry eyes, and dizziness as possible side effects. Marijuana also has the potential to interact with medications you might be taking. And do not operate machinery when using marijuana. Like characteristics of an indica, and it, would, it was saying it was an indica and it was coming back sativa characteristics. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to reset things a little bit? You think? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we still got a good thing going here. Let's not get crazy. Well, not, but, not that, but I get, well, okay. I don't know. It I think it's back get to, to trust a point to where go. you, you just, it becomes so fantastical that the main, the names and strains begin to mean nothing. I mean, if every time you go to the dispensary and you see 20 new strain names, I, I just don't, uh, I don't even know how it's possible. Do you think they're trying to meet some kind of uh, profile, like uh, the way it looks or the way um, it smells or tastes, or they're just throwing shit together? I don't know. I don't know. Or is it good weed and they just put catchy names, names on it? Right. It's marketing, especially all these like Star Wars names coming out. And do you see those down there? Because we're still, well, I can't say that for sure. I'm, 
can't say that I've seen a Star Wars name strain in a while. I but, am smoking Vader's Vintage right now. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, right, no kidding. Did you choose it? Chena Cannabis, North Pole Cannabis Dispensary, 1725 Richardson Highway between North Pole and Fairbanks, right before the Badger Road exit. You're going to love this place. Convenient access right off the highway as you're hitting the lakes this summer or about this trip on the way out of town. Stock up on those special in-house strains. Taffy, sourdough, fruity pebbles, Bruce Banner, green crack. Always a $5 pre-roll and special and $10 grams. Concentrates, like good cannabis, good titrations, edibles, AK Frost, good cannabis gummies. Head on over to Chena Cannabis. Check out the full menu on leafly.com. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. 9 p.m., Sunday, noon to 6. You don't have to drive all the way to Fairbanks for your cannabis needs. Save your time. Get your quality cannabis at Chena Cannabis, your North Pole Cannabis Dispensary. Chena Cannabis. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with the consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. in a strain name, Weed Maps. The names for marijuana strains can be inconsistent and have primarily been developed to add marketing appeal or capture an aroma profile. Where and how cannabis is grown, harvested, and processed directly contributes to the composition of the final product, no matter the name. If you want the same strain experience, make sure you are buying it from the same cultivator or brand. Every other day, a new cannabis strain with a new name pops up. Strain names for marijuana have become confusing, due in a large part to the fact that they don't convey much more than a marketing message. Some strains are proprietary and their genetics have been protected by those involved in the plant's creation. You can only get mega wellness from one authentic cultivator, for example. These growers keep tight control of their inventory and can verify the markets where their products can be found. But the name mega wellness alone doesn't tell you anything about the effects you can expect. You can only determine that if you're familiar with the cultivator. In other words, the names for marijuana strains alone will not reliably signify effects. The Weed Maps verification system helps you discover authentic brands with verified products. This helps people make better buying decisions instead of simply shopping by strain name. Let's use OG Kush as the next example. It's one of Southern California's most popular strains and can be found in nearly every dispensary, but the effects from one dispensary to the next can be completely different. This is primarily due to the fact that the growing conditions from grower to grower can vary and alter the resulting composition of cannabinoids and terpenes. Annie's OG Kush can be drastically different from Johnny's OG Kush. So if you want the same experience, make sure you are buying it from the same cultivator or brand. Due to the legal landscape of cannabis throughout the world, most current strains that are found have been hybridized through selective breeding by breeders. Land race strains are the exception. They are cultivators of cannabis that have never been crossed and have evolved naturally due to prolonged exposure to elements in their natural environment. Known land race strains originated in Afghanistan, Pakistan, Jamaica, Mexico, Africa, South and Central America, and Asia. 
Where and how cannabis is grown, harvested, and processed directly contributes to the composition of terpenes and cannabinoids found in the final product. If you're looking for consistent quality, everything starts with the source, not the strain. So it's important to explore your options to find the right flower that works for you based on what's in it and who made it, rather than the strain name alone. The names for marijuana strains can be inconsistent and have primarily been developed to add marketing appeal, though some value can be garnered from them. For example, you can expect a bright, fresh aroma from the California orange, tangy, and sour tangy, all of which share a fragrance of citrus fruit. Sour diesel, New York City diesel, and blue diesel strains all have to some degree a gasoline-like pungence, as suggested by the word diesel in the names. Strain names may lack uniformity in overall structure, but can add insight to some of the strain's characteristics. The whole idea of going from place to place to place, not even thinking about the weed we're smoking in Alaska is it going to be the same as Washington, but the weed that you're smoking in Seattle is it going to be the same as uh, what Snoqualmie there? You know. Well, I don't know if this is an uh, apt comparison, or, but uh, but let's say you are breeding. Uh, a rose. Mm-hmm. You know, there are many different kinds of roses. And right. I'm sure there must be some institution or governing body amongst the rose people to figure out if you have a new kind of rose, you know? Maybe it's breeding or testing out. Or if you had a new apple. Or some shit like that. I mean, it would seem to me there's got to be some kind of documentation and the process or you put two plants together and you get a new one how do you know if you have like a, a phenotype or if you have the more common occurrence of the, the two you know just how does a customer know that all of this is going on I guess you have to know the cultivators and you have to listen to their story and know the ones that are doing that to make quality cannabis. How does cultivator get the genetics up there in where you live? When we first went live, um, the Alaskan authorities looked the other way and they allowed you to come in with as many strains as you wanted to in the beginning and they didn't ask you where they came from. So who knows? It could have been a lot of the ones that I was involved with were ones that they had. You know, they were growing in them themselves. Yeah. So it could have been something from you know, a long time so ago. So nowadays in legal, uh, if I wanted to cultivate their big um, Mm-hmm. You can't you can't mail order seeds in te- technically I guess because that would be really- right but they are. they are I mean I know they are they're taking doing um, you know seed auctions and, and talking about seeds all the time mm-hmm. so you know it's happening so they're bringing them in yeah. from outside and they're just saying that they got new strains they put it in the system and once it's in the system it's a new strain I'm not sure how you with the process of entering a new strain into the system. But I would imagine it would just be, you know, like you were saying earlier, you mix a Bubba Kush with a grape ape and then you got grapey gorilla. Um, and then you call that a new strain, right? And you just put it in the, 
put it in the system. So, so I would imagine you could do that with seeds too, or not sure. I would think you'd have to breed them many times to get consistent results. Because you know yes. you can get the rare plant that has the cheese smell. But it's not the common result you get when breeding it. It's one out of every ten. You know, it's just you can get that. Then I think you can start calling something a strain. What do they call it? Like F2, F3? That kind of yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If I know um, Sean Fears talked about it a lot. I don't know which episodes that is. But, but like, who goes, they, where's the money in that? Who goes through all that trouble, especially when you're just a cultivator trying to grow and make money? Like, you're going to be fucking growing your plants 10 batches deep trying to establish your baseline. I, 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 I hope, right? The good ones. The good ones. And the ones that are just throwing it, throwing it out there and just growing it and calling it whatever you want aren't going to be the ones that survive, hopefully. Hopefully it's lesser quality cannabis, and if not, you know, awesome. We never would know. You just have to, tr- you have to go in and you have to try it a couple times. And then how do you even know? You know, most of the time I'm buying grams. How am I going to remember what this felt like or what it did to me? I feel like we've peeked behind the curtain. We didn't like what we saw. Uh, yeah. But do you, are there strains that you go to and you're like, yeah, that's that's what it's supposed to taste like all the time? Not really. Have you ever seen I those? Even, I can't even say that. Yeah. I yeah. smoke a lot of weed. I mean, you could put it, something in front of me blindfolded. And I think I'd be lucky to maybe guess it. Well, you 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 smoke a lot of weed, just not different types. You grow yours well, and then you're with sure. it for a while. Well, I've still smoked many strains. I just yeah. don't think myself. I haven't paid attention that's to it a that reliable uh, identifier for me. There have been some that I've some that I've tasted around here, and then I've tasted in other places, and yeah, that's familiar. So it must be just just the terpenes that are coming through. You know, you taste like a pinene or limonene coming through, or and that's what sticks out to you, not necessarily the strain name. It's all the terpenes and cannabinoids that are in there. It'll get there. I I I, I don't know. I almost want to reset, but maybe it's just a business model type. You know, where if the business model wants to go to a basic strain, then they have those basic strains. That land race strain. You go for those skunks and yeah the Kushes, right the what's the afghans afghan kush eleven strain names changed for legal reasons by Nick Lindsay Green Rush Daily august twenty eighth two thousand eighteen Coming up with creative, wacky, or funny names for new cannabis strains has long been a staple of weed culture. Many times, breeders and growers choose names that reference other products or cultural objects. Now, many of those names are coming under fire for intellectual property infringement. Wondering why some of your favorite strain names changed? Consider it one of the unintended consequences of legalization. In any case, here are 11 times strain names changed to dodge lawsuits. Gorilla Glue. This is one of the most publicize examples of a company going after a marijuana strain name. In 2017, the glue company Gorilla Glue filed a lawsuit against the makers of the Gorilla Glue weed strain. 
Today, you can still find the Gorilla Glue strain, but don't look for it under that name. The strain is now called simply GG. Similarly, all the variants of the strain also go by GG, followed by number, like GG4. Girl Scout cookies. Obviously, this one wasn't going to stand for too long. This popular strain is explicitly named after the organization for girls that goes by the exact same name as the strain. Like the makers of the Gorilla Glue, now GG strain, the folks behind this one went with a simple solution. Instead of it calling it Girl Scout cookies, it's now simply GSC, Platinum Girl Scout cookies. This variation of the GSC strain also ran into the same problems as the original namesake. When it became too risky to brand the strain as Girl Scout cookies, the name Platinum Girl Scout cookies also went out the window. In some cases, strains labeled GSC are actually Platinum Girl Scout cookies. So ask around to see what this strain is called in your location. This would be a good thing to ask your local butt tender about. Thin Mint. Like the other Girl Scout related strains on the list, Thin Mint had to be done away with when Girl Scouts USA sent a cease and desist letter to the dispensary in Oakland called Magnolia Oakland Collective. But given that Thin Mints are a perennial favorite among purchasers of real Girl Scout cookies, getting some actual Thin Mints could be a good option for your post-sesh munchies. Jägermeister. The Jägermeister cannabis strain wasn't all very well known to begin with, and now it's even less well known. That's because the makers of this strain apparently ditched the moniker in anticipation of potential legal challenges. Much like Girl Scout cookie strain, this strain is being labeled JGR for short now. As far as we've heard, the German liquor company didn't actually file any formal complaint. Instead, it looks like whoever was making and selling this fairly obscure strain simply changed the name before anything bad happened. Skywalker George Lucas has built up a massive intellectual property empire. And before legalization started taking off, there was an equally well-known group of cannabis strains with Star Wars-related names. Skywalker was one of the better-known Star Wars strains, but that name has since been done away with. As far as we know, George Lucas's company, LucasArts, hasn't actually filed any lawsuits. Instead, it appears that marijuana companies are changing the name as a preventative measure. If you've been wondering where the Skywalker strain went, legal cannabis brands are calling it Mazar Cross Blueberry. Skywalker OG. Skywalker OG could very well be the most famous and most popular of all the Star Wars themed cannabis strains, but as happened to its Skywalker predecessor, you probably won't be seeing the name Skywalker OG on dispensary shelves for too much longer. Rather than embroiled in an intellectual property battle with some of big Luke's arts, marijuana companies are starting to rebrand strains like Skywalker OG. Like Skywalker, Skywalker OG is now being labeled after its parent strains, Mazar Cross Blueberry OG. Skittles. This fruity cross between grape and grapefruit strains is known for giving consumers a tasty and well-balanced indica experience. And while the strain gained popularity over the last few years, it's been called Skittles, its first Cannabis Cup Award in 2015. You probably won't see it labeled Skittles anywhere. Rather than face a lawsuit, the creators... Third-gen family in Terps Hog named the fruity strain Skittles. That's with a Z. Jolly Meds. Earlier this year, Hershey's went after a couple cannabis companies claiming copyright infringement. One of the companies Hershey's targeted was Jolly Meds, makers of hard candy-style edibles. In this case, it looks like Hershey had two main problems with the company. First, they claimed the edibles looked too much like the candy Jolly Ranchers. And second, the name of the product, which references the same candies. While Jolly Meds isn't an actual strain, 
We thought it still deserved a spot on this list since it was a cannabis product that came under scrutiny by a larger company claiming IP infringement. Candyland. The strain name Candyland hasn't necessarily been changed universally, and the makers of the popular children's game haven't filed a lawsuit. Despite this, the strain name is still banned in some places because it directly references a well-known board game. For example, the state of Oregon does not allow dispensaries to sell the strain under this specific name. That's because the state has laws banning any sort of marketing or branding that could appeal to children or underage consumers. Charlotte's Web Charlotte's Web is on this list for the same reason as Candyland. This is arguably one of the most famous strains in the world. It was designed to be a high CBD, low THC strain intended for children suffering from epilepsy. And while its name is the same as the well-known children's book, it was actually named for a young girl who inspired the creators of this strain. Despite this, some places like Oregon, for example, have banned the name for its reference to themes that could appeal to children. Weed businesses sued for strain names. The more that cannabis becomes legally produced, marketed, and sold, the more likely it is that some strain names will come under fire from companies claiming IP infringement. As you can see from this list, many strains that have been around for years have already faced legal challenges. As a result, many of these names have been changed. Moving forward, it seems unlikely that breeders and other marijuana companies will adopt referential names. The era of naming weed strains after other foods, products, companies, or brands could very well be a thing of the past. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. It's, what can you do about it? It's, it's so loose you worry about the, the corruption fraud that could be going on well i think i think that that's a basic of of business right any any product that you're selling it, it needs it needs to be what you say it is right? it's just if you're sure. selling a nail if you're selling a pipe a coca-cola a knife thing of tape it it's supposed to be what you say it is and if you're selling super lemon haze and it's, I guess there's really no, there's no governing authority who's saying what that is, right? You could say, I have the super lemon haze. No, I have it. Hmm. It's true though. Yeah, there are other examples like uh, seafood. People misrepresent seafood all the time and you can bust them on that, you know, because... You can represent something as being a salmon, but it's not, you know, so. There's ways to tell for other items. Yeah, how would you? You think it's just so varied? How would you prosecute that? How would you say, this is not lemon haze, and this is fraud? How would you prove it? Well, I think it has to get to the regulations where right now there isn't a regulation that says that you have to name it according to what it what it is it says it's cannabis but the strain there's no regulation that says you have to identify the strain in it like you don't mm-hmm. have to put indica or sativa or hybrid yeah so maybe if you did that maybe it ha- if it had to be but yeah it, someone would have to decide it's the industry right the industry has to watch itself and police itself and decide on basics and that's what's going to happen, I guess, at the federal level when you involve all the bureaucracy of the big machine of all the organizations and the committees and all the people that like to talk with each other. 
That's when all that stuff's going to happen. We'll have, we'll have like uh, 10 types of wheat. That'll be it. <laughs> so they get, that's it too, right? That's the Monsanto version. Oh, man. Where you only have certain types. And shut up. Yeah. So are we, are we asking? No, we're asking for honesty. But they might not even know. The cultivator might not know what they have. You just have to trust or make brand new ones and document the process. It's got to be happening all the time. People trying to make new strains. How much difference other than appearance? I mean, sure, they look different. Some of them reds, different colors and all. But other than like, what's the difference other than that? Maybe the terpenes are little different more or less thc or cbds or whatever but i wonder if you could get down to like eight different kinds really i almost think you could and then just um moderate your level like amount but i don't know when you look at cannabis there's so many hmm. Like I said, maybe there isn't so many different types. Maybe there's just a certain few. There's got to be a better person that has an answer to this. Like a strain like White Widow. That's God's name because of its appearance. Not because of its flavor. So what is the flavor of White Widow? Who can really say off the top of their head? Mm, I, I know someone could because uh, Dave Snyderman, right? he grows it. And he was telling me the taste of it. He And... He was talking about it. So people that grow those strains would know, like people that lived with them a long time. Like if you grew Vader Vintage for five years, there's you would expect to see certain things out of it, right? Know what it tastes like all the time. And then if you didn't have that, you'd be like, wait a minute, this isn't Vader's Vintage. I know what Vader's Vintage tastes like. Oh, yeah, I suppose so. I know what it's supposed to taste like when I grow it. Yeah, there it is. Again, back to the grower. Yeah, and even the same growers, you give the same genetics to the same hundred growers and you're going to have different quality herb. I don't know. Why are you grinding this axe, man? Because I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of all these crazy string names. They're crazier by the day. It just, it's the marketing. It's the new names and just to catch the flash mm-hmm. I know, I know. which way do you think it's going to go do you think it's going to get more names or less names as we leave here as we shut this down well it's got a plateau somewhere i mean does it i mean you you can't have a million different <laughs> billion yeah um uh, there has to be a finite number, you're right. I mean, you just can't keep adding more and expect to keep selling the ones that you've already added at the same rate, you know? Right, unless you have these little markets here and there and small little places, little cultivators that you can only get this strain there in this one place. And is that how it is too? I mean, you think about like snack foods. All the little snack food companies across the country being bought up by big lays or hers 
um, Frito-Lay, and just and then it all morphs into one one type of thing because little ones get bought out or the little one becomes the the standard. It's going to be an interesting ride just coming on. We haven't seen this type of thing, I don't think, or this new agricultural product coming on like this. I just didn't want to see our little smoky house of cards fall. How will it? How you, why would it fall? Things kind of being legit. Oh. Gotcha. You just don't want it, the whole peek behind the curtain. You just, little ignorance is bliss and just like smoking my weed and know it's legal and just give me some more uh, white widow. <laughs> right? Give me my Jack Harrow. <laughs> and to be honest, I don't even know. I think I know what that tastes like. One of my favorite strains that I say. But it might. it's probably more of the uh, the feeling that I remember. One of the first strains and wrapped up in celebrity and all kinds of thoughts like that. Yeah, and all these new celebrities stuff. coming out with their strains. Willie Nelson, Snoop Dogg, Marley. It's new, no, no, right? No. It's just gonna it, it's it'll saturate eventually and it'll come it'll bounce its way back to maybe some standards. And people know what they're talking about. Some, education. I mean I mean it could still go through some huge changes once it gets to a national level. What's going on in Canada? Are they they're national now, coast to coast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the, I think they're the ones that I was looking at their research in because they're using their national money to do research. So they were looking at all the strains and how they're being reported and just how they're not, many of them are not what they say they are or varying degrees of it. Mm-hmm. And when they test like all of the same strain name comes out all different profiles. Which, it's a plant. But then, like you're talking about roses. Certain roses all look the same. They should have a certain amount of genetic purity. Like a dog, you know? Black Lab has mostly Black Lab, you know? It can't be 95% poodle when you call it Black Lab. <laughs> right. I... I, I want to believe that. I want to believe there's got to be some basics to what there is. And they supposedly pull them all back to those land race strains. I mean, it was wild. Pull them back in together and then they all started being uh, scienced to create hybrids. Man. Make all the good things that people want. I'm going to have to take my axe down to the dispensary <laughs> for some more grinding. Well, I know we're going to have you back because uh, we talk all about the problems about this all the time. And I wanted to get this started. It's having needed a good, a good show launch off for New Year 2020. So thanks for coming on. Right on. Axe grinders. I hope it'll get better for you, but it probably won't. Just. Don't look behind the curtain, right? Just too many strains. Too many strains. All right. Thank you, sir. Sir! If you got something on your mind about legal cannabis, contact me at midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. And you, too, can be on 
the next episode of Far North Tokers with Axe Grinder. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Token. These growers keep tight control of their inventory and can verify the markets where their products can be found.